It's no use. We're not going to get away with it, Joe. My name is Josephine, and this was your idea in the first place. I tell you, it's a whole different sex. What are you afraid of? Nobody's asking you to have a baby. This is just to get us out of town. Once we get the flower, we'll blow this whole set up. Joe, this time, I am not going to let you talk me into something that... Extra, extra, seven spot in Northside Garage. Feared bloody aftermath. Extra, extra. You talked me into it. Let's go, Josephine. Not a girl, Geraldine. Welcome to the boot. That's right. It's the boot. We are recasting classic movie reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to. And this week we do mean classic. Classic. In the most classic of senses. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm Brian Flynn and with me today on the run from the mob, it's Kenna Trent. Kenna, how are you? I am always on the run from the mob. Ooh, that Kentucky mob, huh? <laughs> I'm sure there is some sort of Kentucky mafia. This week, Ken and I are doing the 1959 classic Some Like It Hot starring Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, Marilyn Monroe, mm. George Raft, and Joe E. Brown. I had never seen this movie. You requested we watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Um, it's widely believed to be one of the best comedies ever made. I can see that. I I do think it's a little. I mean, obviously, it's very dated, but it was still very entertaining. I, I I'm gonna have thoughts on this movie. And I have more questions than thoughts, but um, I enjoyed it. So if you haven't seen it, please watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before Kenna and I pick the top five characters of this movie and reboot it as if it, the movie is being remade today, we are going to get into some actual reboot news, and we're gonna start off with the hottest. Ticket item. The hottest news we've ever had. Guys, people have been waiting, 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 waiting for updates on this reboot. Yes. Kenna, why don't you take it away? Space Jam 2. Terrence Nance, an actual name attached to this movie, is in advanced talks to direct LeBron James. Rising director Terrence Nance is in advanced negotiations to direct LeBron James in Warner Brothers Space Jam 2. Nance is an executive producer on HBO's late night series Random Acts of Flyness which has received a series order for six and a half episodes. Fast and Furious director Justin Lin was previously in talks to direct. That didn't work out. Andrew Dodge wrote the script. James, LeBron James, that is, signed a production deal with Warner Brothers. And Space Jam 2 is being developed with a new Los Angeles Laker forward in mind though he'll need to approve the script before officially signing on to star. Isn't that weird? Typical LeBron. That we live in a world where LeBron James is like, I got to approve the script. He's the producer of this movie. Other basketball players are expected to cameo, though it's currently unclear whether Bill Murray will return. Michael Jordan starred with Murray in the original Space Jam, which grossed $230 million worldwide. The Chicago Bulls guard led a team of Looney Tunes, including Bugs Bunny against a squad of giant aliens. People have been waiting for this movie for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very good time to release it because I, as an NBA fan, mm-hmm. I think the NBA is – the NBA is very strange. It, it will reach fever pitches and then it will drop out of sort of social consciousness. Mm-hmm. Unlike the NFL, which is a steadily just sort of ascending to like mammoth kind of television – shareholds hmm. the nba is now hitting this sort of like apex and i think this is like a great time to bring this movie back but i guess the the whole news is just like yeah there's no script it's still a little nebulous like we all agree this is a good idea everybody's excited to watch it will they produce something that's worth watching 
great question. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess because I believe on... this sequel will get made, but what's it gonna be? I don't know. Will Will Michael like they always they're asking about whether Bill Murray will return? It's like, will Michael Jordan return? He's the he's the main character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Look, I want to help, but I haven't played basketball in a long time. My timing's all off. Yeah, we'll fix your timing. Look at our facilities. We've got hoops. We got weights. We've got balls. Whoa. do. So, like, why wouldn't Michael be there? I guess because Michael Jordan might hate LeBron James. You know what we don't have in this movie, though, that was kind of like a funny thing in the original Space Jam uh-huh. was that part of the plot is that they go to the uh, aliens, like, the come nerd, to Earth. What are they called? The nerd? The nerd lux? Nerd lux, yeah. They come to Earth to this... Uh, Tune universe sphere, like yeah, whatever. However, Which is these in the worlds center are of divided. the world. But they come because they're like, we have to get the best basketball player in the world. And when they find him, he's playing baseball. And what's funny about that is that it's all like it's. I feel like it's all part of the shtick of like, haha, like Michael Jordan tried to play baseball and like all yeah. these other things. And David Stern didn't like push him out of the league because of a gambling addiction. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. That's anything. the conspiracy. I don't know That's anything the about the I know. politics of sports, but I'm so happy for you. Um, and so there's just – I feel like there are like tiny things that I'm like, how do we make up – I mean, sure, part of that is that Michael Jordan honestly can't really act and LeBron James is funny. He's interesting yeah. to watch. And so they may just be able to make up for it by the fact that he will be interesting to watch in scenes and yeah. Michael Jordan maybe really wasn't as much. So Bill, if Bill Murray's not – going to be in it we're going to have to recast like a new comedian right so my question to you is like mm. who's that comedian but then the other thing is like whose sports talents would the monsters steal so i came up with like a lineup of basketball players who they would who this they is, kind of go for. what yeah this is not so <laughs> anthony davis center from the uh new orleans pelicans he played for Giannis Antetokounmpo from the milwaukee bucks kevin durant from the golden state warriors james harden from the Houston Rockets, Kevin Westbrook from the Oklahoma City Thunder. And if you anyone out there watches basketball, you'll notice the Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook reunion of the OKC stars where they should have won a championship, but they never got together. Um, but my question to you, who's the comedian that would fill sort of like – who would it be Bill Hader from the the kind of train wreck – they had relationship sort of, that they, they had, had sort of that uh, thing of like they would the, at one point aren't they like playing basketball? Yeah, and that's sort of what Bill Murray does in Space Jam right. is he's like <laughs> he's just kind of the person who's like, oh no, I don't play that, I don't do that, yeah. and you're like <laughs> because you're Bill Murray. I know that could be fun. I, would I watch think uh, Ian Barinholtz. Oh, Ike Barinholtz. Ike would be Barinholtz. Really funny. Yeah, um, that's a that would actually be a really good choice. That makes sense to me. Um, I I I I think everyone will watch this movie. I think we all want to see this movie, and I definitely want to see LeBron James scream at Daffy Duck when he misses a go-ahead score at the end of Game One to lose to the Monsters. I think that would be wildly amazing. Um, if you get that joke, please uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Flip and wow. we'll talk about NBA basketball. Okay. Wow. Pirates of the Caribbean six in the works, but will Disney finally remove Johnny Depp from the franchise? Not likely. Ugh. While people are currently focused on what will happen with Guardians of the Galaxy three after the firing of James Gunn, there is another project at Walt Disney Studios that might have some issues moving forward, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean six. We now hear progress has been made, and it might actually end up happening with director Yoakum Yoakum 
Joachim Roning? I have no idea. J-O-A-C-H-I-M-R-O <laughs> with a line through it, N-N-I-N-G. <laughs> we'll spell it out for you and Joachim you Joachim Roning expected to return. I guess he, he directed five. Mm-hmm. Now comes the big question. Post-James Gunn, will Disney tolerate the return of Johnny Depp in a sixth film? Yep. Yes, they will. Producer Jerry Brockheimer seemingly doesn't see any issues with Depp. Weird. Has he not been online ever? (laughs) Stating last year to Digital Spy that he didn't see the franchise continuing without Depp. Why? That seems harder and harder to swallow, even more so with fresh reports of Depp punching a crew member on his latest film leading to a lawsuit and a bizarre interview only cementing his erratic behavior, not excluding previous domestic abuse allegations. It's really hard to ignore that elephant in the room business-wise concerning Depp's involvement with Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. The fifth movie. And the big dip the latest film took at the box office, potentially due to his participation. And then kind of, in our notes, provided this very beautiful, lornful-looking Orlando Bloom. Uh, The picture, in my defense, the picture was in the article. And when I was copying and pasting, it just ended up there and I left it there because I like to look at right. it. I actually think it's appropriate because we were talking about this the other day about how we think the biggest misstep in the Pirates franchise is I feel like the movies eventually became about Jack. And oh, then you yeah. should never ever have – like we meet Jack's family through like two and three. Yeah. It's not just about living forever, Jackie. The trick is living with yourself forever. As mum. And it's like, we don't care. It goes off. I, I'll say this. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. One? I lo- oh, love it. Perfect movie. This per- perfect movie. Near perfect action adventure film. Maybe only second to 1998's The Mummy starring Bridget Fraser and Rachel Weiss. What? 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 <laughs> we don't have time for this, <laughs> but that's r- incorrect. I'm going to, uh, we're going to have an actual altercation <laughs> after we stop, but I'll let it go for now. Second only to The Mummy? The Mummy is. Perfect action adventure movie. Um, it's everything that movie. Indiana should Jones: be. Last Crusade. Not the same. What? Anyways, I, we're here about pirates, and we're here about the I, misbehaving Johnny Depp. I love hashtag not my Grindelwald. No, don't get me started. I love pirates. It's one of my most favorite uh, series. Is I mean, I I fully understand that two and three went completely off the deep end. Um, I've seen four and five because I just had to but it's not because i care about jack sparrow and so it's a huge misstep i think to think that a a a character that was funny and a character that was interesting would continue to be the linchpin of the series what they should have done is the opposite of what they did which is have the first have the first movie and it's about will and elizabeth and their jaunty adventure with with pirates and then we just should have moved in an anthology type way onto a different story on the high seas, story about pirates, and maybe keep the character of Captain Jack that he sort of like loops into the stories and out of them as he is, as the character is want to do. But don't, they created this like epic, intense story. And it got heavy and it got serious and really – like the third movie opens with them hanging pirates. <laughs> like early morning fog. Like it is There's upsetting. a lynching of pirates. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're right. 
But I also believe that like hindsight is twenty twenty. So I remember when the first Pirates opened and it being the huge smash hit that I don't think anyone really thought it, it would be. It was just like, yeah. wow, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there was this long wait for the sequel. And then they did the thing, which I don't really agree with, which is let's make two and three back to back. Yeah. I don't think that helped because there was such a high expectation for what two and three would be. And instead, we got this like weird, faux, surrealist, like Jack Sparrow in the Netherworld oh gosh, where he's yeah. like trying to eat he, a like, peanut. meets himself. Mr. Sparrow, I can. What say you about the condition of this tack line? It'd be proper to my eyes, sir. It is neither proper nor suitable, sir. It is not acceptable nor adequate. It is an obvious fact, an abomination. Begging your pardon, sir. But perhaps if you gave a man another chance, shall I? <laughs> That sort of thinking got us into this mess. That's where you – that's the moment in the franchise where you just completely l- lose yeah. us. So I think you're right. I just don't think the producers at the time had that foresight. And I also think that the idea that Johnny Depp is your biggest star, so we need more Johnny Depp. It's kind of like Hugh Jackman and the X-Men. We need more Hugh Jackman and the X-Men. It's like y- you don't really. I mean Pirates of the Caribbean, the theme park ride that this movie is based on – is just that it is vignettes of pirate life. Yeah, that we are riding a tiny boat through. That's what, exactly what I think the franchise should be. And so the question is: Should they leave Depp? Yes, a thousand times. Get, yes. if get you, rid of him if you want this to last the next ten years with pirates six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, I don't want to see Jack Sparrow ever again. And Johnny Depp needs help. I the man needs professional. I don't help. root for him. Drop I don't care him. about him. I don't just stop. Drop Pick, him. There's... Don't defend putting him in your movie. Like, just get rid of him. I feel like the Fantastic Beast people are like, we doubled down. Yeah. Be better. Wow, we chewed up a lot of time with pirates. And now we have to spend some time on this goddamn fucking movie. Start playing the Star Spangled Banner right now. Glenn Powell to join Tom Cruise in Top Gun sequel after all. Glenn Powell will be headed into the danger zone. The actor who stars in Netflix, set it up, watch it, is in talks to join the cast of Paramount's Top Gun sequel. The move happens after Powell was in contention for and lost the part of Goose's son, which will be played by Miles Teller. Details of Powell's role are being kept in the hangar. The hangar! They're being kept in the hangar! Okay, first of all, don't tell people that he lost out on a role yeah this sounds like it's like oh here's the consolation prize but obviously in my head had a different yeah good for glenn powell i love him i i like glenn powell some of my friends really don't like glenn powell some of my friends were very sour and set it up because they're dead inside that's weird that's weird to me just enjoy it like we've been given the gift of a rom-com that's exactly how i feel because we don't get a new puppy tone anymore you don't get that perfect like because for a while in like the mid to late 90s, early aughts, like we were just pumping out great. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess it's like it's if, not I, there anymore. if I don't know who he's playing, I'm assuming he's Iceman's son because I don't think Iceman is going to suit up and fly Maybe around with Maybe he's just Maverick. another like rival. For who? I, Miles I, Teller? I don't like the idea. I'm worried this might be Creed now. <laughs> this it's might exactly be Creed. Everybody's son. Goose's son goes to Maverick to teach him how to be a Navy pilot. Oh, right. Isn't Creed 2 about... Uh, Creed's son and going to Rocky to fight Ivan Drago's son. Right. 
who killed come on. Creed, who killed Apollo Creed in four. Spoiler. Come on. <laughs> Look, I, I'm all for Creed. I guess I'm going to have to watch this stupid movie. Goose, you're such a dickhead. Whose butt did you kiss to get in here? Huh? Well, the list is long, but distinguished. Yeah, well, so's my Johnson. Let's make a pact. We will, we will, I, I will be with you when you watch Top Gun as a reminder. We'll watch Top Gun and okay. then we'll go see Top Gun too. Okay. And we'll, we'll do a Top Gun episode. We'll do a whole Top Gun thing. Okay, guys, we're going to get into the reboot of Some Like It Hot, but before we do that, Kenna, people need to know the rules. This is a podcast best listened to with an open IMDb. We may talk about some people you've never heard of, and you're going to want to look them up. We will be talking about a movie that you may not have seen. So if you haven't seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie that was made. <laughs> in 1959. Like, you know how after a while, there was like people who were like, don't tell me that Bruce Willis is dead at the end of the Sixth Sense. And I'm like, it's too late. If you don't know that by now. Guys, you have you've had almost 70 years to watch this movie. <laughs> watch it genuinely watch it it's a lot of fun it's yeah, a little long it's but it's a lot of fun uh now to the rules rule number one no remakes reboots or long lost sequels we can't do a movie that has already been redone in the last 20 years this includes franchises like pirates of the caribbean that pop back up with sequels just all the time rule number two no imaginary casting our dream cast must be made up of actors that are alive and working today rule number three no tender casting we can't just cast someone based on how they look you have to have seen their work and be able to vouch for their talent. This one actually might be tough because I had trouble disassociating who was playing parts with their part. All right, guys. This is the reboot of Some Like It Hot. You're the replacement for the bass and sax? That's us. And I'm Daphne. Uh, this is uh, uh, Joe Zephine. Yeah. I'm Sugar Cane. Hi. Sugar Cane? Yeah, I changed. It used to be Sugar Kowalczyk. You're Polish? Yes. I come from this musical family. My mother is a piano teacher and my father was a conductor. Where did he conduct? On the Baltimore and Ohio. Hey, you want some? It's bourbon. I don't want you to think I'm a drinker. I can stop any time I want to, only I don't want to, especially when I'm blue. All the girls drink. It's just that I'm the one that gets caught. Story of my life. I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop. Some Like It Hot, directed by Billy Wilder. Who directed mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard and Double Indemnity, both amazing Classics. movies. Uh, and it stars Tony Curtis as Joe, Josephine and Junior, Jack Lemon as Jerry and Daphne, Marilyn Monroe. I never thought we would be recasting Marilyn Monroe, but Marilyn Monroe are. as Sugarcane Kowalski, George Raft as Spatz Columbo, and Joey Brown as Osgood Fielding. Um, so I was I was chatting with you online about like how I was trying to do this. And online, I, we were texting. <laughs> was it text? Oh, I thought it was G chat. We chatting online. I thought it was G chat. Oh, yeah, we're not in a chat room. Yeah, we, we got on ICQ <laughs> and we talked about this movie. Okay, so I had never seen this movie. So I, you know, at watching it from a 2018 perspective for the first time, I was just like, there's like so many ways that you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I ultimately was just like, okay, well, our rule is like, we got to cast the movie that is written so this movie was made in 1959 it mm-hmm. takes place in prohibition america yeah but uh you know the the issues of sort of cross-dressing for humor mm-hmm. the romancing under false pretenses mm-hmm. here's what astonished me about this movie more than anything was the idea that like i was really worried this was going to be like a gay panic movie mm-hmm. and there is none of that in here yeah it's very tame it's very tame it's very like hey you know, 
this is a farce. Everything is like, you know, we're just people in a situation and they don't really address any sort of social situation, but they address the social situation in that time era. Yeah. Dirty old man. What happened? I just got pinched in the elevator. Now you know how the other half lives. So that's what it kind of like caught me in this cast. It was just like, so how do I cast this movie and make it uh, relevant and also modern? So I got like really panicked because I started casting like young actors like Jack Lemmon and Tony Curse was like 34. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, well, maybe it'll be like younger people. And I was like, younger people would never really do this. I mean, they're so fluid anyways. It would be weird. So then I told you that I was like, I want to swing wildly opposite. And I was like, what if I cast people that were like so old? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That it was just, like, apparent that they're not, you know, it's like, it, let's lean into the satire of the apparently that they're obviously not women, but, like, a Clark Kent syndrome. No one can really see it. When he puts his glasses on. Um, but I eventually fell somewhere in the middle, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm okay with it, but I, I have a lot of questions about, like, how you probably would handle this movie today. Because I'm assuming you've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. I think there could possibly be a way to make this movie... Uh, with similar themes, set it today. I would not know how to do that myself. Yeah. But I, I can just imagine that there probably is a way to do it. Yeah. But I sort of tried to go along with the the straightforward, like, because it's a pretty specific movie. And so I like the idea of it takes place in Prohibition America of couple of jazz musicians pull a con to get away from some mobsters. I still think you could make a really fun comedy and just play into the fact that like, if it's a direct remake of this movie, you could get away with it. Yeah. And I, do it just honestly, just as playfully as they do it. That's what I was kind of hoping I would achieve with the people that I cast, because I think something that I didn't register as much with this movie as say like the comedy that was in it was the romance. So I think it's like if today you add a little more levels of romance, maybe it wouldn't feel as strange Mm -hmm. in today's moment. It's like, oh, it's a rom-com. I mean, we were talking about rom-coms earlier. So it's like, oh, okay. So the the idea of men cross-dressing to escape the mob and then like the kind of social and gender issues that they would face in the kind of farce of part of the movie – uh, I think might be a, le- a little easier to swallow if you know that it's a little more of a romance through line. This is an idea. The way it currently plays, Tony Curtis's character uh, like falls in love with Sugar, mm-hmm. and he sort of pl- he's playing many different characters to try to woo her into. He doesn't have an end result of this plan. He's just trying to have his fun while he can. What if? What if it were cast so that Osgood? Is not this sort of like weird old guy, but is maybe like a a desirable older-ish man. And Jerry is actually gay and finds himself falling in love with... With Osgood. Yeah. Do you think that spoils the ending a bit? You mean like the very last line? Yeah, like the reveal that it's like... Because Osgood falls in love with the idea of a woman. Listen... It's all fluid. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. It's like it's really kind of hard to pin down <laughs> what you would do in a modern setting because I don't – I think that's a good I, – I think that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Um, but I also think there's like 40 other ideas that could also work right. because it is so fluid. 
So why don't we just talk about character by character and maybe we'll figure yeah. out kind of where we'll land. So Tony Curtis, by the way, I don't think I've ever seen a Tony Curtis movie in my life. This might be the only one um, I've ever seen. Father of Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. who unfortunately apparently cut his kids out of his will. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really But well, he was wrong. married many times. Yeah, right? he cut out – like Jamie Lee, I guess, didn't like get anything. Like his new well, wife basically. It's was a like, good what? thing she's doing pretty good for herself. <laughs> she's got a yo play money. No, mate. No, what does she what does she do? Not yo she's, play. Uh Activia. Activia. But <laughs> she's she's a successful acting career for many years. Sure. I'm gonna talk about Marilyn Monroe in a second, but Tony Curtis was the second hardest person to cast because Agreed. uh Joe He's a gambling addict, but he's also so attractive that, like, most women kind of fall for him, and that's yeah. kind of how he gets by. Nelly, baby, what are you doing tonight? I'm not doing anything. I just thought I'd go home and have some cold pizza. Then you'll be in all evening? Yes, Joe. Good, then you won't be needing your car. And so he's he's sort of the ringleader for him and Jerry in these, like, kind of escapades. Mm-hmm. And I had I had picked this is so funny I picked like a young actor very attractive like this guy would have sold so many tickets to teens and preteens and twenty year olds preteens yeah oh yeah but then I was like I don't know if this works so then I swung the other way to like full comedy of, with like this old man and I'm like well this he's not old but I was like okay well this works too but I was like well this isn't the spirit of the movie <gasps> it's a it's like a it's a farce of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I found an actor in the middle who – I'm going to be strong about it and I'm going to say that I like this pick. Okay. He's handsome. He's funny. But he's – he and he has just as much celebrity as Tony Curtis. I picked Ryan Reynolds. Okay. I'm getting a tone that you don't like it. But um, – I said one word. <laughs> well, you said it with a tone um but the the thing about ryan is he's obviously funny he's obviously attractive i don't think he would ever do this kind of movie anymore where he was like i have to put on a dress and run around and like pretend to be a woman and then like fall in love but like this was kind of his bread and butter before deadpool before he became like the leading man um he's a little older than tony curtis which is probably what's throwing me off um but i think I think when you hear who I paired him with, maybe it'll make a little more sense, but... I feel like you're over-defending him, because I think Ryan Reynolds is a good choice. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I am over-defending. Because I, 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 like, it was hard for me to settle on him because of, like, how I was trying to picture this movie today. Mm-hmm. So that's what where I am. I think there were things... Because I definitely thought about him. I think there were things about him that I was like, uh, I can't fully commit to Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. There was something off, I think, about how I would see him play a woman. Like, the way Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon are playing women is, at first, you're like, oh, it's a, it's kind of like an over-the-top. It's really not. There are two things that I will not put up with during working hours. One is liquor, and the other one is men. Men? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. We wouldn't be caught dead with men. Rough, hairy beasts with eight hands. And they, they all just want one thing from a girl. They're... Kind of trying their best to play it as honestly as possible, and I think I would. I think I sort of saw Ryan Reynolds as he wouldn't play it subtly. He wouldn't try to. It might be a little too broad for me. Well, I think that's. I I I agree because that's how I kind of thought of it. Mm. But I don't think he doesn't have the talent 
to do that. I mean, I mean, the guy's a father. The guy has a daughter. He's been married to you know his superstar wife for so many years. Yeah, like, he, you know, he's not an idiot. He, I think he can. I, and I think he has range, and I think he could maybe. Uh, I think this is my dueling thought is like he would never do this movie. But if he did, I don't think it means that he wouldn't take it seriously. He would take but it. He's such a like attractive man mm. that like to envision him as like a a passable woman mm-hmm. uh, is very strange. Yeah. Again, I yeah, I, I'm I am defending this a little much because it's not a this movie is a little like I don't know how to. I don't think I had a great grasp on how to pull it into this day and age. But I don't think we have to. I feel like there are, it's it wouldn't be as difficult as maybe we're concerned it might be. Mm. I could be wrong though. Maybe okay. I'm maybe I'm giving it too much credit. But in all honesty, I do think this movie is way before its time. Like the oh, amount of t- sure. the amount of times a woman gets in an elevator and gets off being having been violated. Listen, it happens all the time. I believe it. It's it's like one of those things where you're like, truly, like it's just being a woman, especially in this time, is dangerous. Like you can't be alone. <laughs> you can't be alone with a man. Um, so who did you pick? I actually, I felt like I was looking at you kind of funny <laughs> when you were saying yours because I thought we picked the same person. Oh, okay. Because I picked a Ryan. I picked Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I thought about. Course, yeah, I thought about him too. And I think the reason I went Gosling more so than Reynolds is because he seems a little more slight. Yeah. In a way that makes him slightly more feminine, maybe. And I also felt like the humor that Ryan Gosling can deliver is the kind that he would dive so deep into the thought process of being a woman that it would be funny how seriously he takes the task. And that's what I want from him. I want him to be like, don't talk to me. Like when I am Josephine, I'm Josephine. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I shied away from him because I, I obviously thought about him. I shied away from him because I, I had casted him something yeah. in the past. You and wasted I, him. I did not <laughs> waste him. Tombstone episode five. Please check it out. Um, But I – yeah, I, I agree. I mean I'm a big fan of Ryan Gosling. I think he's a very great – actor and you're right like he's not as like this is gonna sound weird but i don't think he's like concerned about his body as ryan reynolds is like ryan reynolds really like he's always steroids (laughs) but i think ryan gosling would be like okay not just like i'm gonna get into the physicality yeah of being a woman um i i like this pick um yeah, but I, and I get it, and I think you're right. Like maybe we, sh- maybe I shouldn't be so worried about like how it would play as much as I am. Currently. Especially because um, he plays a whole other character. There's Joe, there's Josephine, and then there's the shell oil heir. I only come ashore twice a day when the tide goes out. Oh. It's on account of these shells. That's my hobby. You collect shells? Yes. Yeah, so did my father and my grandfather. You might say we had a passion for shells. That's why we named the oil company after it. Shell oil? Please, no names. Just call me Junior. And so I kept thinking, too, about how if you needed him to slick back his hair and throw on a captain's hat, he would have that sort of suave, charming, charismatic, I actually, the Cary Grant voice. I actually think that might be a point for Ryan Reynolds in a bit because, like, Tony Curtis's Shell Oil Jr. is so 
insane. Like I love his it. accent is like this faux transatlantic English American. Well, he modeled it after Cary Grant, and then apparently when Cary Grant saw the movie, he was like, "I don't sound like that," <laughs> and the rest of the world was like, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> but I don't think Ryan Reynolds is a bad pick. Thank you. Yeah. Um. What's funny is, uh, you're gonna pick next, but the guy that I picked for Jerry, I found photos of. Ryan Reynolds and him in these like matching blue tuxes. And I was like, well, this is kismet. Like I got to go with Ryan Reynolds. I, um, I, some of my favorite moment moments from the movie come from Jerry slash Daphne, which the first of being when they're discussing what they're going to call each other. And then when he introduces himself, he's like, and I'm Daphne. <laughs> the train, he's like, what happened to, what happened to <laughs> Geraldine? He's like, I felt more like a Daphne. Um, so good. I, he's Jack Lemon. By the way, Jack Lemon, if you haven't, if you don't know Jack, like Odd Couple, mm-hmm. um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, more of his dramatic roles. But um, he's very funny in this, but he was so manic the whole time. Like he's just like kind of screaming. When they're in the train the car and trying to make drinks, oh, and all the women are like so funny. in his bed. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I, one of my, he delivered one of my favorite lines, which is, it's after they – I think it's after they get off the elevator. Oh, it's when um, Osgood first, like, hits on her. And they get up to their hotel room and he looks at himself in the mirror and is like – Look at that. I'm not even pretty. That's gen- – <laughs> like, if there's one thing that encapsulates the female experience, it's getting, like, hit on or catcalled or somebody making, like, an inappropriate pass at you and you get home and you look at yourself in, your, in the mirror and you're like, look at that. <laughs> I'm, oh my god, <laughs> ladies! You know what I'm talking about. That's that's um, in, so enlightening to me. Right. Uh, <laughs> You've just extended my relationship like two years now, <laughs> and well beyond. Um, plus, apparently, the engagement scene where uh, um, Joe comes back comes back yeah. and is like, "What happened last night?" And he tells him that he got engaged. Apparently, that killed so hard that. People were laughing so much that they could not hear what they were saying afterwards. So they invented the sort of like maracas thing to generate time so that people could get the laugh out and still hear like the plot that was happening afterwards because people like could not stop laughing. What are you talking about? You can't marry Osgood. You think he's too old for me? Jerry, you can't be serious. Why not? He keeps marrying girls all the time. But you're not a girl. You're a guy. And why would a guy want to marry a guy? Security. It's so, so good. It's I love really the line funny. where, like, Joe is on the way to the date. And she, <laughs> as Daphne, she's like, well, look at that. He does have a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. It's good. Okay. Okay. So um, I feel like I made a bit of a wacky choice for my dairy slash Jerry slash Daphne. Yeah, me too. I can talk. But I, when I thought of it, I was like, this makes me really happy because I think he can do it. It's a bit of a stretch for him, but I think he can do it. Okay. I picked John Mulaney. Ooh, I like that. Um, the only, yeah, I think the idea is like the stretch, like. John Mulaney as an actor. Uh-huh. I don't know much about who, him. Who can do character work. If you have never seen Oh Hello, visit right. it. Right. That's the, but like his sitcom just like died on the vine, yeah. right? Which is which is interesting that like characters good, stand up good, 
John Mulaney is himself in a comedy series. Not no one wants great. to see. Yeah, but he is one of the funniest people on the planet. He's so funny. I thought about him too. He's so He's and so funny. I think he has that sort of because another thing I kept trying to keep in mind when I was casting the two male leads was I was like, these have to look like slicked back. 20s jazz singers they have to be people that i'm like okay well i believe them first as just like trying to make it musicians yeah and then you also believe them as attempting to, to be women to pass as women did you ever see that snl sketch where john mulaney is the waitress yes 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 <laughs> he was hosting. yes yes and it's really funny <laughs> yes because then at the end he's like <laughs> He like reveals himself. <laughs> I think it could. Be, I think it could be. It could be fun. It, it could be, be fun, really yeah. fun to watch him do this, especially like you. You just let him kind of riff off. If Ryan, Joe, yeah. If Ryan Gosling is more of the straight man, and John Mulaney is just playing off of him, mm-hmm. that's a duo I want to see. That's pretty good. Um. Yeah, so I, I mentioned this earlier, like, watching Jack Lemmon in this role, he's very hyper and up, and mm-hmm. he's always, like, kind of screaming. And I, I thought it was funny, but I thought today you might get something a little uh, a little more subtle. And so I picked an act, I'll be honest, again, the photo, they look so good together, but... Um, uh, I need to look up this the, picture. He when is, uh, I think he's Irish or or English, but the idea of like having him play Jerry in the or Daphne in the moment when he runs into Junior, when Sugar meets Junior, uh-huh. and Daphne shows up and he's like, "What is this accent? What are you trying to do to that poor girl putting on a millionaire act? And where did you get that phony accent? Nobody talks like that." I don't know how this is going to go over, but I picked Chris O'Dowd. It's not going well. <laughs> I I okay. I want to see this picture of them Look together. At the, at these two blue tuxedos. Okay. Oh no, Ken is not having fun. This, the air in this episode <laughs> is just. Pssst. Here's the thing. I love Chris O'Dowd. He's so funny. I love Chris O'Dowd. He's so he's funny. Hilarious. But he's not as hyper as Jack. He's Lemon not. Is. He's not that. But I mean, in the sense, like John Mulaney is not that kind of comedian either. No. Like his energy would not be – it would be more of a cynical – What's funny is like I feel like John Mulaney is the right comedian for 1959. Uh-huh. But trying to play 1929 is – it's maybe it's easier. Like Chris O'Dowd – I can just – I feel like I can see him doing it, right? Like I can see Chris O'Dowd doing this, but I, I was also watching, don't know how I feel about it. Okay. Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids mm-hmm. and the new Picks show – Get Shorty? Shorty? Is it Pix? Epics? Epics, yeah. Right. Um, but I was watching- The IT crowd. Yeah. I was watching clips of his new movie with uh, Rose Byrne and Ethan Hawke. Oh, There's like this yeah. like new rom-com that Ju- he's- Juliet Julia, Naked. Na- Na- Julia Naked, yeah. Something like that, yeah. And his delivery in this trailer and his delivery in everything he's in is just so good and a lot more subtle than I wanted Jerry and- jerry to be mm-hmm. because i i think like i think a subtler actor or a subtler performance in the train car scene when he and sugar are together and he's yeah. like he's like i can't blow my cover but i'm also like very attracted to this woman I, I like thinking of the idea of chris o'dowd going on this journey <laughs> into a place he doesn't want to be he's not right. comfortable in and he and i guess i'm still sort of 
clinging to that visage of like the idea of like these men that will never pass as women <laughs> in a world that just like cannot see that and they're they just you men. just want the world to believe it even though like they clearly right. shouldn't and i so i think for me i i just kept thinking of like chris o'dowd realizing like how is this working like this is my plan and it's working like it's so crazy and then it's like it switches that he's like i'm in i'm doing this i'm getting married <laughs> to osgood but yeah i don't know i mean i can i can see it I'm not completely sold. I I know, but I can Again, see. Again, it's my first viewing, so I'm just. No, I think I think you did it perfectly. Thank Respectable you. Respectable job. And now we got to move on to Sugarcane Kowalski, played by Marilyn Monroe. So we've recasted a lot of iconic actors on this pod. Yeah. Tom Hanks, uh, Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton. <laughs> um, you know Madonna, like people that are icons, but. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe yeah. is literally the, She's the Mount icon Rushmore of, of it's like Charlie Chaplin, John Wayne, Marilyn Monroe, and Michael Jackson. Like out here, anytime you see celebrities, it's like it's those, those people. four people. Yeah, go anywhere on Hollywood Boulevard, and there's a painting of them. Like a oh painting yeah, of them somewhere. Hollywood or uh, Highland, Fairfax. Like you'll just see all these. The interesting thing about – did you read the trivia for this one? The yeah. The interesting thing about Marilyn Monroe is apparently she was a nightmare to work with. Billy Wilder hated her. She didn't get invited to the rap party. But what's funny is she gives such a great performance in this movie. Yeah. She is the kind of actress that like we tend to think of Marilyn Monroe like the icon. But she really is a wonderful actress to watch. She knows who she is and she knows how to play who she is. And – I wrote this down because I was like, he's exactly right. Apparently, Billy Wilder, after they had sort of reconciled and he was like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. He said, it takes a real artist to come on set and not know your lines and give the performance that she did. You don't know what they're like. You fall for them. You really love them. You think this is going to be the biggest thing since the Graf Zeppelin. The next thing you know, they're borrowing money from you. They're spending it on other dames and betting on horses. Then one morning you wake up, the guy's gone, the saxophone's gone. All that's left behind is a pair of old socks and a tube of toothpaste, all squeezed out. That's really true. Like, for the fact that she couldn't get anything right, yeah, she nails it in this movie. I, I watched this Charlie Rose interview with Jack Lemmon, and he asked her about Marilyn Monroe. And the idea of celebrity, which is, is something very hard in this cast. Mm-hmm. M- Marilyn at this time was 33, and she had, she had already become Marilyn Monroe as we know today. And he was like, she would sit there in costume and full makeup at her chair because she just couldn't be in front of the camera. Hmm. So like, you know, he was telling the story about the idea of being Marilyn Monroe was so hard for her that mm. she just couldn't even get out of the chair to be Marilyn Monroe. It's like Norma Jean was just like, I just like she, but he was also like, she wanted it. So it was like, yeah. here's the the person who wanted this celebrity and this fame and this attention and notoriety. Not even just in the moment of acting, but in the moment of being the actor mm-hmm. to go be in the moment. Like that, that I, I watched that unhappy. and I was just like, yeah. yeah. This is why it was very hard because it's like, there's there's not a lot of people like that this Mm-mm. there's no one like this really no which is why i cast ryan reynolds take some of that star power away because but i also, cast she sings she sings three songs she's gotta yeah. ha- she's gotta have a little bit of a voice i wanna be loved by you just you nobody else but you 
Okay, so um, I kept trying to think of an actress who um, had this is a little weird. Like the blonde, the dumb blonde motif that Marilyn Monroe perf- kind of really perfected in this performance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would really fly now. So I kept thinking, like, all right, I want to pick a woman who I tried to find like a woman who were like ethnically diverse, who could be like, oh, I it's not like well, I'm dumb. I'm like an immigrant. Uh, I, you know, I tried to find like a woman who, I don't know, I, I, I ran through all these kind of singers and actresses and I just came back to being like, I have to recast Marilyn Monroe. So I picked yeah. like a blonde sort of very, I don't want to say bombshell, but like. But when you, you like know when you see the right person cause you're like, she's a bombshell. Yeah. Um, I landed on Amanda Seyfried. Because I think she's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I she has a great voice. Yeah, and I think no matter which way you decide to play this character, whether you want her to be really, really dumb like she was in Mean Girls, mm-hmm. or you know, really, really smart like she was in Mamma Mia Two. Here we go again. Mama Mia, here I, go again. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw the movie, but um, I that that's kind of who I picked because it, it was like, look, um. People are going to want to see Marilyn. They're going to want to see Marilyn type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just felt weird to deny them that. So that's who I went with. And I and I know my tone is really like down and out, but um, <laughs> I actually really like her as a performer. I really she's do think beautiful. she's beautiful. I do I really guess. think she's a good actress. Um, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I definitely had that that same thing of like, I kept thinking about what this whole band that she's in is supposed to be. And I was like, it's essentially what they're trying to give is this vibe of like, it's your like nice, educated women who are like playing instruments yeah. and everybody like looks the same because uh, I guess they're sort of like fulfilling some sort of fantasy. fantasy I love how she played have. the ukulele in a big brass band. <laughs> the uke- she plays the, she's the singer. Why does she need to play the ukulele? It's just like we need to give her an instrument. Like, like she's so sexy that it's like we need, to, like we need to give her a reason for being here. Um. No. Yeah, I think that's a really good choice. Thank you. Um. <laughs> I just need some encouragement. You just said finally. Um. Because I went through the same thing where I was like, you look at a lot of people that you're like, this person's talented. This person's great. This person's beautiful. This person's this. This person's uh-huh. that. But they're just not Marilyn. Um, and so it's, it's difficult shoes to fill, um, which is why I picked Amanda Seyfried. (laughs) 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 She's the one. Yeah. She's the one. I'm so relieved. How dare you use my tactic on you? (laughs) (laughs) You sound so sad. You're really down on yourself about this. You're not doing a bad job. What's funny is like when we did Sing in the Rain, I I really felt kind of out of my element. And like anytime we go past like 1965, I'm like, oh, my God, like I I, I wish I had like two years to watch this movie and really kind of like figure it out. Absorb it. But um, yeah. All right. Well, I just feel relieved that like in the flash (laughs) sort of week that I had to cast this, that it's like, okay, yeah. All right. Also, I'm on planet Earth. Marilyn Monroe was pregnant when she made this movie. For real? Yeah. Wow. She was, which is interesting because I remember at a certain point being like, man, she looks really curvy in this movie. And just being like, well, that's just who she was. Yes, represent Marilyn. But 
Yeah, she was pregnant. And so they had to use like body doubles for her promotional pictures that they took because she was like fully, fully pregnant. I had always heard that Marilyn Monroe today would be like a plus size model. Like that that whole thing. It's like they we've say, gotten skinnier Yeah, and they skinnier. say she was like a size 12, which I feel like today would probably be like an 8. She looked completely normal to me. Like yeah. I haven't watched a lot of Marilyn Monroe. She so I was wonderful. like, oh, she looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was very strange to like it's, – it's like recasting the penny. You know what I mean? Like who would you put on the penny? What a weird question to Th- ask. That's how I feel. It's like the penny is just so st- like, it's a penny. It's Lincoln. You know I- what I mean? Like Alexander Hamilton. No, come on, <laughs> come on. Play the music. No, I'm not. <laughs> First of all, it should be Ben Franklin. The guy literally I mean, harnessed what did, electricity. What did he do? <laughs> What he did made he bifocals. Re- what did he really do? All right, let's move on to Spats Columbo. I had re- a lot of fun recasting this because Spats isn't like the funniest character in the movie. But you got to give him a like this isn't like like we've actually cast a lot of mobsters. On this, I know. on this show. And so, I feel like with this one though, we could really make it broad and fun yeah. and it wasn't like good fellas. Wait a minute. Where do you think you're going? Urbana? It's about 100 miles from here, so don't... You're not going nowhere. We're not? I don't like no witnesses. We won't breathe a word. You won't breathe nothing. Not even air. I kept thinking it's like the mobster has to be funny enough to let them just run out of the the built the gas station after they kill all those guys and be like, we'll find them. <laughs> it's like, he literally is just like, don't worry, we'll find them. It's like, they're in Chicago. Like, I don't know how many people were in Chicago in 1920. Two, a lot. But in 2018, there's literally like 40 million people. I actually, I don't know. I'm not good at numbers. There's only like 8 million people I don't in know, LA. I don't know how. <laughs> 40 million people. I don't know how many people are in Chicago. I'm not good at uh, uh, quantitative math. Brian's drunk. I'm, I'm glad that we agree. Like this guy has to be a little, yeah. a little funnier. So who did you pick? I went with Fred Armisen. And the reason was because he can do just about any kind of character. And I wanted him to be more of this, like, sleepy, weird... Gangster. Yeah. Um, That's really funny. I thought about Fred Armisen, but not for Spats. I thought of him for Osgood. Osgood. Um, Fred Fred Armisen is so funny. He's hilarious. So funny. Um, Portlandia, SNL. I one time saw... Well, this is going to sound really pretentious, but I saw... I'm not even going to say it. I have seen Fred Armisen in person. And the reason I knew it was him was because he was moving his hands in a very like Fred Armisen way. <laughs> now you are too. And I was like, I literally looked at my friend and I was like, that's Fred Armisen. And we saw his back first. And she was like, how could you tell? And I was like, just look at him. Like he is a character in and of himself. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, I picked an actor who I don't know if many people are going to know, but I've seen he he's sort of like in that Barry Pepper kind of realm where it's like he's in things and you're like, this guy's funny. It's and this one. Okay. I don't think he's okay. been in a lot of stuff, but um, I did want to make sure that the villain was at least somewhat intimidating mm-hmm. so that like, so like visually when he's on screen, you, you, you feel like, that they're like, yeah, you got to get, you got to run away. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I don't know if people know who Kim Coates is. He, is in the movie Goon, and he was on Sons of Anarchy. And 
he's going to be in a movie that we're going to do in a, in, I think next week. Do you? I'm trying to know because I know his face. I'm trying to figure out what I know him from. So Black Hawk Down, Sons of Anarchy, Goon. He he's just like a character actor. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield like... Earth with B Peps. Uh, one day we should do. I know he's in a lot of like B movies. Yeah, all stuff that like I sh- I could have seen him at some point. Yeah, but I I like I watch clips of him. I'm like he's so he's sort of like. Walton Goggins. Uh, yeah. He kind of has that vibe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, he's not like super famous, but like he'll, he'd play a great villain. He's he's funny. If you've ever seen the movie Goon, he's, he gives a great like speech as the coach. Um, so that's that's who I went Interesting. With. No, I think this is a really good choice. Thank you. I'm very proud of, of Out of all the people in here, he's the, my, I'm like, look at this diamond <laughs> in the rough. I'm Look at this random guy I pulled out of nowhere. Okay, let's move on to Osgood. Osgood Fielding. I didn't think he was going to be a major character in the, like, the last second half of the movie. He's like in almost every other scene. Yeah, I mean, he really sort of saves the day at the end of the, the, end of the yeah. whole thing. I, I flipped back and forth between two actors, and it was kind of dependent on who I was going to settle on. So with the cast that I'd made, I ended up settling on a guy who... Um, you had to pick an actor who people weren't going to feel weird about falling in love with like a cross-dressing man on the run yeah that um like they they would endear you to sort of like what was happening Mm -hmm. um i ended up going with henry winkler oh that's fun the fawns that's a fun choice and and for younger people arrested development and barry henry winkler is still like in his in his prime in a weird way that feels weird to say but like I'm still laughing constantly when I see him in things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 I think Just that's a really good choice. Like watching him in the tango, watching him kind of like woo, woo. It's really not wooing. He's very aggressive <laughs> yeah, in his yeah. wooing. People didn't know how to woo in the 50s. If I promise not to be a naughty boy, how about dinner tonight? I'm sorry. I'll be on the bandstand. Oh, of course. Wh- which of these instruments do you play? Bull fiddle. Oh. Fascinating. Do you use a bow or do you just pluck it? Most of the time, I slap it. <laughs> you must be quite a girl. <laughs> Want to bet? <laughs> I just love the part where, like, Daph- Jerry slash Daphne are walking into the hotel and he's, like, upset because, like, Joe and Sugar are, like, flirting. And Osgood comes up. He's like, can I help you with a bag? And he just throws all the bags. <laughs> all his bags. Can I help you with a bag? Yeah, it's an interesting part. Um, because you're right. It has to be this thing where like you don't I was kind of shocked at to see that Joe E. Uh Brown was 68. Yeah. In in the movie. Because I'm like, wow, he doesn't seem like he's that old. Because there's something I feel like the way they went for it is that there's something charming about him, but in a in a cute ways. And so I kind of wanted to be like, what, who is someone who has a charm about them, but just in, in a, in a different way? Yeah. Um, I went with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked this cause I can just, I can see him. 
I could see him getting so carried away. Yeah, he's very fluid like too. This. Like he's very like. Yeah. If I, you ever come to L.A., guys, come to L.A. Go to the Rockwell on Vermont. Watch him. Watch him perform watch jazz. Yeah, he he's he, exactly. Apparently, this guy. he really works the crowd. Um, this we, was really fun. Like, I like doing more of like the the classics. It's an excuse to watch movies that I haven't seen, and it's hard to kind of like picture this kind of. And it's fun to be like, this is a movie that genuinely, like, let's pick it up. Let's remake it. Like, it's not just like, this is something that happened like 15 years ago. Okay, let's like bring it back up. Like, this is a beloved movie. Why not? Yeah. it's There's just so much more possibility with it, I think. Let's get to, uh, where does Barry Pepper go? Um, I have a feeling we picked the same person. Did you pick... Detective, Detective Mulligan. Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. If there's a cop in the room, it's Barry Pepper. It's Barry Pepper. Yeah. If there's a cop who's from Chicago who happens to go down with the uh, delegation of mobsters to the convention in Miami just to see what's up, it's definitely Barry Pepper. He has some really good one-liners in this movie, <laughs> which is so, so great. Um, in a movie full of great one-liners. Oh, absolutely. There's so many great one-liners. But um, in the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about, like, there's so many different ways that, like, a 2018 version could play. I feel like we settled on this idea as just, like, let's not worry about maybe so much the identity politics as much as, like, the plot of what's happening. And then just make it as fun as possible. Because I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what the original did. It's, like, it's Hollywood in 1950. Like, they definitely knew... Gay people, I don't know if they knew trans people, but like it's, it's yeah. they're probably just like, look, let's not make fun of the things that are happening. Let's just play it as funny as we can and as serious as we can. Mm-hmm. And we'll hit that kind of stride. Let's make the relationship serious and the sort like everything sort of around it, like peripheral to the fact that like it's about because even when you think about their friendship it's really fascinating that like there's a version of this movie i think where they get into like competition right that's what i thought was gonna happen attraction to sugar and that doesn't happen and it's kind of refreshing because you're like that's the obvious thing to do well we did kind of talk about uh joe's plan to seduce sugar i mean this is literally another hour conversation but his like whole kind of like i don't I'm not attracted to women. My heart is so broken. Yeah. That was the point where I was just like, oh, okay. Maybe in today's point, maybe we don't say that. It's, yeah. It's a scheme that, no. (laughs) Like the scheme would have to change, but I still think like the plot point Because what's fascinating is that he's sort of playing, he's really just playing coy to like, Force her to like yeah. dive in. I don't know how to put it, but I've got this thing about girls. What thing? They just sort of leave me cold. You mean like frigid? Well, it's more like um, a mental block. When I'm with a girl, it does absolutely nothing to me. Have you tried? Have I? I'm trying all the time. I kept, I was like, he's playing emo. He's trying to play emo, but it comes off as like he's discovering that but he's not heterosexual. But what's interesting is like she – like she's attracted to him. Yeah. She's fully on board. It's it's just funny how he's like playing really like hard to get in a way. And I'm just like you don't have – like she's in. She came to the yacht with you. I just remember – fine. I just remembered the moment where Joe is first as, as Junior 
and he walks up to the mom and son, like sharing the like tiny little like beach cabana seat. And she's like, come on, we got to go. And he like hits the kid with the newspaper. He's like, scram. And I'm like, this it's is outrageous. so perfect, like turn of the century, like <laughs> not turn of the century, but like 1920s, even like 1950s. Just like you hit a kid. Yeah. You just tell him to scram. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's your kid. Hit any kid. Just hit a kid with a newspaper and just tell him to scram. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much, but I, I think if you haven't seen this movie, please watch this movie. This that, one was a really fun one. This though. was fun. All right, guys. I hope you had just as much fun listening to this as much as we had casting it. If you like this podcast, please check out our other podcasts. Kenna, where can the people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or really wherever you get your podcast. Just give a search. You can find this podcast on social media at the Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on social media because you know you want more of this at Kenetrant and at Flynn B. And guys, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and we'll give you clues on what we're doing next. Next month is going to be a pretty fun Should month. Should we give a little hint about what that we're, we're going to do one actor's filmography. Filmography. For, as much as we can. For four weeks. For four weeks. We're going to focus on one actor. Um, so tell your friends, please subscribe, please rate us, and we'll see you next month. Running wild, lost control. Running wild, mighty bold. Feeling gay, rappers too. Carefree mind all the time, never blue. Always going, don't know where. Always showing, I don't care. Don't love nobody. It's not worthwhile. All alone. Running wild. But you don't understand, Osgood. Uh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs>